think we've gotten kind of a backwards look at what leadership is. One of the most admired and beloved figures in professional sports, Tony Dungy's name is synonymous with character, integrity, and leadership. We tend to think the leader is the person with the most dynamic personality, it's the person who's out front, it's the person who's pushing, who is demanding of everyone, who has all the information, all the knowledge, they're the boss, and because they're the boss, they're the leader. And, and really, I, I don't think that's the best way to do it. A former professional football player, Tony Dungy coached the Indianapolis Colts for seven years, becoming the first African-American head coach to win the Super Bowl. He's written two New York Times best-selling books, Quiet Strength and Uncommon, and is an Emmy Award-nominated analyst for NBC's Football Night in America. Now, Tony Dungy has written his third and most anticipated book, The Mentor Leader, Secrets to Building People and Teams That Win Consistently. Well, when I was coaching in the NFL, I always looked for guys who were going to be good teammates, guys who were going to be dependable, guys who it was important to do the right thing. Talent is certainly a, a part of what, what you bring to the table, but talent is only a, a small part of it. In The Mentor Leader, Tony shares his unique leadership philosophy and reveals what propelled him to the top of his profession. He shows how anyone can apply the same approach to virtually any area of their life. You don't have to be put into the position of a leader. You don't have to be elected. You don't have to be promoted. That can be 13-year-old helping a 9-year-old. That can be the boss uh, helping an employee. That can be fellow assistant coaches helping each other. It can be any number of ways and it doesn't have to be pigeonholed into this person is the leader this person is the follower join us as we talk with tony dungy and learn the seven keys of mentoring leadership and why they're so effective tony will also tell us why mentor leadership brings out the best in people how a mentor leader recovers from mistakes and handles team discipline and the secret to getting people to follow you and do their best for you you know it's easier than people would think and it can be done in any capacity. Coming up, the Mentor Leader Radio Special, presented by Tyndale House Publishers, featuring Wayne Shepherd and our special guest, Tony Dungy. Hi, everybody. We're in Tampa, Florida, where Tony Dungy makes his home. And Coach, thanks for being with us today. Well, thank you, Wayne. I'm excited about this. As we have this conversation, you've just been nominated for your first Emmy in television as a rookie analyst for NBC. It is hard to believe. I'll tell you, I can think back to our first rehearsal uh, last year, not knowing anything, not knowing where the cameras were, what we're supposed to do, anything, feeling totally inept and just like a rookie. Uh, but having some great teammates, uh, Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann, Bob Costas, those guys who really knew what they were doing, and uh, our director, Sam Flood, you know, just really, hey, stop, slow down. This was good. Here's what we can build on. Here's uh, you know, what we've got to do in this situation. And uh, having those guys work with you uh, and, and help become a team, it, it was really special. And uh, Emmy nomination, though, was just really hard to believe. You must feel like you're learning all over again, huh? I really did. Uh, I could, it made me think back to my first year in NFL football. Uh, I'd been an offensive player, quarterback in high school and college, and I went to the Pittsburgh Steelers as a defensive player that changed me. I didn't know anything about football uh, from an NFL standpoint, didn't know anything about defense, asking a million questions, totally lost, 
And I said, I'm back in the same point again. Uh, but those guys really brought the best out of uh, Rodney Harrison and I, and um, it was just a, a fun, fun experience for me. Well, before we dive into your book and its message about being mentor leaders, I- I'd like to ask you about life after coaching. I mean, life has got to be pretty different for you these days, right? It is different um, in that I'm able to pick and choose what I want to do. It's a little more hectic uh, than than I was used to, and it doesn't have that. The one thing about the NFL is very regimented. You knew, you know, February were scouting players, and April is the draft, and May is our mini camps. Well, here you get a chance to decide what you want to do and who you want to go see. Uh, I've been able to do a lot of wonderful things, uh, be with a lot of young people, which has been exciting for me, but but really kind of do the same thing. Uh, try to help people grow uh, in their personal walk, in their business walk, their profession, but uh, more than anything, help young people uh, get a direction in life. Tony, I think it gives testimony to your character that the NFL calls on you for special assignments, such as your relationship with Michael Vick, for instance. That one, uh, my my chance to get with Michael is one of those things that just developed, uh, I guess, God's providence. Um, His attorney wanted to get with someone who could help him make that step back to his family, to the NFL, and I've had a chance to to be with Mike. And Roger Goodell, the uh, commissioner, has had me on a couple of assignments, projects with players, talking about um, their experiences, what the NFL can do to make that player's experience better, um, really trying to give him some input and guidance, and that, that's been great. This new book, this excellent new book, and I just finished reading it, by the way, and it, it deeply impacted me, but it, it comes to you after a lifetime of spending uh, life so far in athletics. But when did you first realize that athletics had the potential to teach lessons off the field as well? For me, it probably came in, in college as I was really looking to figure out what I was going to do, investigating other classes that I was taking, uh, taking summer jobs, and realizing that a lot of lessons I learned on the football field, on the basketball court, really applied to, to life, to life in the business world, to life on campus. And being a good teammate, uh, having goals that were individual goals, but putting those underneath the, the benefit, the, the good of the team, uh, that's what you have to do in life. And uh, I know I refer to my parents a lot uh, when I'm talking to people. I refer a ton to coaches that I've had because they, they taught me those life lessons all the way through. I want to get to some of those stories, Tony, but uh, what is a mentor leader and who are you aiming this message at? I'm really aiming this message at all of us, at society. I, I think we've gotten kind of a backwards look at what leadership is. Um, we, we tend to think the leader is the person with the most dynamic personality. It's the person who's out front. It's the person who's pushing, who is demanding of everyone, uh, who has all the information, all the knowledge. They're the boss. And because they're the boss, they're the leader. And, and really, I, I don't think it, that's the best way to do it. I, I think the mentor leader is the person who is really trying to help his troops to, to help people get to their goals. Uh, if you just look at it, that uh, people that I run across, if I can add some value to their life, if I can help them do things a little bit better, uh, I want to do that. And so that can be a 13-year-old helping a 9-year-old. That can be the boss uh, helping an employee. That can be fellow assistant coaches helping each other. It can be any number of ways and it doesn't have to be pigeonholed into this person is the leader this person is the follower you and lauren have how many children we have seven children and uh 
they range from 25 years old to to seven months. Boy, that that's that's got to be a challenge. Huh? It's a, it's quite a spread, but uh, it, it is different challenges. They get in their teen years as they get into adulthood, trying to find their their direction. Different questions, obviously, than seven, eight, nine year olds. But uh, the fact that you're there, and and to me, that's where mentor leadership starts. Really trying to lead your children and help them grow and to be the best people they can be. So you've been a player. You've been on a coaching staff, and you've been the head coach in the NFL. Uh, you've learned all along the way that you were a mentor leader in all those positions? You know, I, I had the opportunity to be. Uh, I was a player and played quarterback in, in college, and so as, as a quarterback, you're kind of naturally put in the leadership position. But uh, when I got to the Steelers, I, I developed my own leadership style, and you realize that um, I had the benefit of playing for Chuck Noll, who really – tried to foster that in all of us, to, to be the leader in, in some capacity. Don't just look to him to have all the answers, but we had to be able to solve some problems ourselves. Uh, then on the assistant coaching staff, uh, realizing that you had a certain group of players that you were responsible for, and you wanted to help them be the best that they could be. Then becoming the head coach, uh, the whole team comes under your umbrella, not just the players, but many times the staff. They're all under your guidance, and, and it seems like a big responsibility but uh, I learned early, you know, that started for me when I was still playing, that, mm. that I didn't have to wait until I became the head coach to say, oh, okay, now I'm the leader. Mm. You have many examples in your book of mentor leaders in your own life. Uh, you mentioned Chuck Knoll a moment ago. He obviously had a huge impact on you, didn't he? He really did. Uh, he was my first coach in, in the professional ranks. I played for him for two years, and so many of the lessons he taught me as a player um, – I didn't fully understand. I, I knew some of the things, some of the reasons behind what he said. Uh, I obviously did it because he was the coach and, and they worked for me. But then uh, for eight years, I got a chance to coach under him and get the background behind things and the why we did things a certain way, why he chose to lead the way he did. And those eight years of working with him really helped me understand and be, become a much better leader. You tell the story in your book of coming to the Steelers as this young what? 20-something, 25 years 20, old, maybe? Well, I was 21 when I came as a player, and then 25 when I went on the coaching staff. And you went to him and said, what's my job? Yes. Um, you know, we've got tremendous players. We're kind of in the midst of a four-Super Bowl run, and uh, I'm very young, younger mm -hmm. than most of the players I'm, I'm coaching. And I said, Coach, you hired me. What is it that you want me to do? What is my job description? And he told me something very simple that had a, a big impact on me. He said, your job as a coach is to help our players play better. Uh, and if you can get them to play up to their potential, you're doing your job. Mm -hmm. uh, very simple, very simple. And for each individual guy, that could be a little bit different. I realize how important that statement was to you, just make those players better. But did you realize it at the time? I mean, this whole book is about making people's lives better. I probably didn't realize it at the time, and it, it, it grew. Uh, and it coincided with something that my dad told me when I, I went into coaching. My dad was a college professor and taught school his whole life, and he told me that you know the teacher's job was to help every student earn an A. Hmm. And the teacher's job wasn't to make the test hard. It wasn't to fool you. It was to get information to you so you could earn an A. And he was saying the same thing that Coach Noel was saying in a different way. And I, I kind of learned that that was really what life was all about and leading, whether it's in coaching, whether it's in teaching, whether it's leading a business, is you've got people that are following you and you're trying to help them be their best. 
Well, Coach, your book, The Mentor Leader, is a great challenge to us, regardless of what we do in life or what our position in life is. We're going to take a break. I'm excited about spending this hour together with you. When we come back, let's talk about the culture surrounding us, which doesn't exactly resonate with the people to be successful, truly successful in life. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to the Mentor Leader Radio Special with Wayne Shepard and Tony Dungy. Based on the new book by Tony Dungy called The Mentor Leader, Secrets to Building People and Teams That Win Consistently. If you'd like more information on Tony Dungy and his new book, The Mentor Leader, visit TheMentorLeader.com. There you can sign up for updates on Tony, read what people are saying about him and his strong faith in God. Sign up for Tony's podcast, talk to Tony Dungy on his blog, and enter to win a free signed copy of his new book and more. It's all at TheMentorLeader.com. When you can help someone grow as a person, as a coach, when you can see someone improve on the field and develop a skill and say, you know what, he is so much better than he was last year at this point, it's gratifying. Same thing happens when you uh, are with a young person and they grow through personality issues, character issues, when they find the direction in life they want to go and they come back and say, you know what, hey, I'm working in this job and and I'm doing well and I really feel good about where my life is and where my marriage is. Uh, Those are things that um, you can't replace that feeling. More with Tony Dungy after this break. 